This podcast replay is brought to you by Sloman's Home Security. The first 40 Big O listeners right now, dial 1-800-ALARM-ME. We'll get this limited time offer, a free doorbell camera that connects directly to your smartphone with installation of your Sloman's Shield. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Keep your family safe. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Good morning, boys and girls. Yes, sir. Welcome aboard to the program, the one that is driven and mastered by the man, the myth, the legend that is Sean Stanley. I am Orlando Alzigari. We are ready to rock for a couple of hours here on the program. Then we will get on a plane and head off to Indianapolis. We'll be there this evening. Have a little fun. Maybe we'll uh, hook up with uh, some of the indie folks uh, maybe Thursday. Let's see, maybe a, a Thursday afternoon. If uh, any of the folks out there living in the indie area got to pick a, a restaurant or somewhere, a sports bar or something to uh, to hook up at. So uh, if you're in the indie area, make sure you uh, DM me because I know a couple of you have been uh, DMing me about uh, my trip to Indy. And so we can uh, hang out and uh, and talk a little sports, have a little fun. I always uh, I always love to meet the people that uh, make this show go round, which uh, that's all of uh, yous out there, the two Utes out there making it happen. Adam says, "Good morning, safe travels to Indy, where you will be broadcasting from here in Indy, so I can drop by." Well, I'm not going to be broadcasting. I'm going to be in my Airbnb, so you can't visit me in my Airbnb, Adam. But Let's, like I said, on uh, Thursday, let's meet Thursday afternoon, you know, like maybe five o'clock or something like that. Uh, let's meet uh, around there, five, six o'clock. So that way anybody that's working, it's after their job and they can come by the downtown area. I'll come up with a sports bar to, uh, tomorrow when I'm walking around uh, the downtown area, I'll decide on one of the sports bars. And I'll, I'll just tell you guys, hey, let's meet at this sports bar at five o'clock, six o'clock or something. And uh, that'll be that'll be fine. That'll that'll be cool for all of us. So hopefully I'll be able to see you, Adam, on Thursday and uh, we'll be able to uh, meet up. Richard says morning all from snowy upstate New York. Yeah, man, you, you guys have had some some brutal from the West Coast. From our friends all the way in Washington and California, all the way across to uh, New York. Uh, it's been brutal for those of you up there. I don't know what it's like, actually. And you know, I haven't even checked what the hell the weather is like in Indy. I don't even know how bad it is in Indy right now. So I have no idea if it's... Uh, let me Let me check it out here a second. Because I, I don't even know if I don't even know if it's going to be like a, a snowy week or or anything like that. And uh, normally when I go out to Indy, damn it, there we go. OK, uh, it's it's hit and miss. You know, uh, it, it's one of those where you just don't know. Uh, today, morning, 42, overnight, 45 little sun in the afternoon okay how about for the week even though it's really hard to predict weather at times but let me see if i have anything for the week there in indy 
you know, I probably should have checked this before I'm, I'm, I'm leaving on my trip to see. I mean, I just pack my my stuff and and I go. I've been going for over 20 years. So for me, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm going to fight the elements, whatever the elements are. My, my wife's the one that's what do, what do you think the weather's going to be like? And I'm like, whatever it is, I'm going and I got to deal with it. I've been in Indy when it's jam packed with snow. Uh, hell, I remember when they had the Super Bowl. It was the best week I ever spent in Indy because it must have been 50 degrees, 55 degrees and Super Bowl time for it to be that warm was just absolutely crazy. And it was it was awesome. It was it was the best week I've ever had in Indy was the week that they had the Super Bowl, which is crazy. But we'll see uh adam says i will make it happen there are plenty of sports bars downtown along meridian and illinois streets yeah i know there's a whole bunch of them so we'll definitely we'll we'll definitely hook up at one of them you know what i mean there's champions over by the hotel there you know we could meet at um at, uh oh god what's um right there under the under the mall and that thing. Well, I know the Weber Grill is uh, across the street diagonally. There's the was P.F. Chang's there also. Um, not not that that's a sports bar, but um, yeah, there's lot there's lots of there's lots of things across from P.F. Chang's next to the wine bar. There's a there's a sports bar there. I'm, I'm forgetting the name. But yeah, it's on the same block as Nikki Blaine's, except it's on the other side of the block, Nikki Blaine's. This one is on this side. You know what I'm talking about because you're in Indy. But um, yeah, there's there's sports bars all over the place. It's like a brewery, that one that I'm talking about also. Yeah. Haven't been there in three years since the pandemic. Didn't go last year because it wasn't really completely open you know what i mean now we're back to normal again now we're you know we're through all the crap and so we're fine uh big o how about our inter miami hopeful for this season uh yeah if they get messy i'm hopeful for a championship yeah sure <laughs> if Messi's coming yeah we talked about it yesterday we had uh um michelle kaufman on yesterday Carlos, you may want to go listen to that interview. We talked about Messi. We we talked about many things uh, yesterday on Inter Miami. So you may want to go check out that interview uh, with uh, with Michelle. We did talk uh, Inter yesterday, so you probably weren't listening. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Devin says, "Good morning, oh the Heat finally." Yes, I I, I told you I told you shot. <laughs> I told you they're a screwed up team. You got to take them in these situations. And the six and a half points, that's this is what they are, man. And, you know, that win yesterday, while it was nice, it was cool to win. And they hung on for the win. I mean, when Jimmy misses that free throw, I'm like, oh, God, you just opened the door. And, they, and, and Harden went for a three, went for the game winner. They didn't even try to drive. And, and prior to that, there were a couple of drives that the Sixers had to the basket that they they had the drive. And it just would rim out or whatever like that. I'm like, thank God. It was like there were so many close calls at the end where the Sixers could have taken a lead. And they didn't. And to me, that game last night, 
you know, for Devin and all of you out there, it, it was it was it was nice to win, right? But it meant nothing to me in a way because I kind of felt like it was fraudulent. You know what I mean? It look, any team in the league can beat a a, a good team. A bad team can beat a good team, a mediocre team can beat a good team, an average team like the E can beat a good team. And on any night, any given night, right? And to me, that's kind of what that was last night. It wasn't a sign of the Heat getting any better or anything. I mean, just look at the numbers yesterday. Tyler was 3 of 13 again, did not show up against a decent team. Uh, Gabe finally showed up. Bam did not play well against Embiid. 4 of 14, 13.7 rebounds. You know what I mean? Depot showed up. Uh, helped out a little bit. Struess actually helped out a little bit. Uh, Butler, as always, is the rock of Gibraltar for that team. But they, you know, 101-99. You know, on a night where the Sixers didn't score a lot and all that. And and so you you barely got by on the road. And to me, it was just a fortunate win for them. You know what I mean? Not that I'm using this as any kind of sign of anything good or anything like that. It's 82 games. You're going to have your games or you're going to sneak by on one, you know, and it was nice. It was nice that they won, but it didn't really mean that much to me. Unless you're able to put a streak together and start winning quality games on a consistent basis, it's hard for me to get really excited about this Heat team, which I think is very mediocre. I, I just, you know, I'm really not impressed with this club overall. But it was nice, at least, that they got the win. I'll say that. And and I took the six and a half points because this is who they are. When they took the lead and they had the lead for most of the game, I was like, you know, typical. Typical of this team. You know, they go out there and they give you one hell of an effort. And, you know, they barely win, but they're not going to lose by the six and a half points. And I didn't think that they would lose by the six and a half points yesterday. So we'll find out what happens uh, against the Sixers again on Wednesday and see if they can actually win two in a row against the Sixers. That would be impressive if they're able to do that. So, yeah, we saw, you know, can I, uh, can I get into something that would be blasphemous a couple of years ago? Right. But I can make a case for it now. I can make a really nice case for it now. And, Hard to argue with me now on all of this because I have more proof than anybody that wants to take me on in this discussion. So let me ask you something. Why can't I say that Eric Spolster is a better coach than Greg Popovich? Why? You tell me, why can't I say that? You realize that the Spurs right now are have lost 16 in a row? They're 14 and 47. I've never seen Eric Spolstra, even with journeymen, go 14 and 47. I saw him go 31 and 10. I saw him beat the Golden State Warriors a couple times with a bunch of scrubs. And that's what Whiteside, Johnson, Johnson, and Deion Waiters are. Scrubs. Have I ever seen Popovich go 31 and 10 with scrubs? 
No. Does a great job with great players. Won a bunch of titles with great players. But, see, I see Eric Spolstra make a beautiful birthday cake out of crap. He makes chicken salad out of chicken. Shit. I'm just saying. I'm watching this, and it's like, bro, you've lost 16 in a row? I mean, aren't you the great Greg Popovich? You know what I mean? I'm just like, I was I was looking at that. I was going, wow, you're 14 and 47, dude. 14 and 47, but I but I thought you were a great coach. You can't coach him up a little better than that. I'm just saying, I, I get to see Eric Spolstra with stars. I get to see him with scrubs. I get to see him with a mediocre club like this one that he he got him a shot away from the Eastern Conference Finals. What have I been saying about Eric Spolstra for a while now this year? That he just makes things look better than what they really are. You weren't really that good in the bubble. It's just Eric Spolstra's that good. You weren't really that good getting to one game last year because look at the team now. That's because he just makes you better than what you are. He'll get Dion Waiters to play the best 29 games he's ever played in his career. He'll get Whiteside to play the best he's ever played in his career. He'll get Duncan. He gets you to play so well, the front office gets suckered and has to pay him. Remember what I told you yesterday about the Heat? Remember I told you that they're G money, right? They're getting high on their own supply, okay? And that it's because that guy's such a good coach. He makes things better than what they really are. He's been doing this for a while now with everybody. He gets LeBron and makes him better. He gets Bosch and makes him better. He gets Wade and makes him better. I mean, it's pretty impressive because I'm just looking at this whole Popovich thing. I'm like, you're 14 and 47. Like, what? I've seen Eric Spolstra just make something out of absolutely nothing. Just saying, you got nothing over there in San Antonio. I, I you, you should, probably should do a little better than fourteen and forty-seven. I know the guy that's here is a freaking magician. That's all I know. That's all I know. The guy that's here is a magician. He's an illusionist. That's what he. No, he's not a magician. He's an illusionist. That's what he is. Oh, man, I, I just saw that this morning, and I was like, wow. I've never seen Eric Spolstra that bad. No matter whatever shit you give him, he somehow figures out a way to get, he gets some life out of Dwayne Deadman last year, and, you know, Deadman's life eventually expired, and you can only get so much out of somebody. But that's kind of what it is. He'll, he'll make a frog a prince for a little while but eventually it's got to go back to being a frog but for a moment you had a prince you know what i mean and then you get fooled and you sign him to a four-year contract oh man 
KMS says, you have a wild argument. Spo is better than Pop. Pop's success came from a strong nucleus that were together for a long time. Spo has to continuously change his team style of play. That makes you better. <laughs> I saw him change his offense during the blood clot years with Bosch like three times in one season. It's, it's impressive. I'm just saying, dude. Just a, it's another example of how good Spo is, and I try to explain to people. And I think that I think that there's a portion of Heat fans that take him for granted because you have him here all the time, and you and if you start looking around the league, and when teams and coaches have to deal with other different kinds of teams and they struggle or get fired or whatever, here's Spo finding a way to right the ship to keep it alive, to make it look better than what it really is, you know, those kind of things, it, it, it truly is amazing. Seriously, what, what he does year in and year out, it is as impressive as it gets. He is. I'm not exactly sure the entire Heat fan base appreciates how good Eric Spolstra is. I really don't. I, I, I think there's a portion of you that know how good he is, but I think there's a large portion of you that kind of take it for granted. You know, I used to hear a lot of shit from some of you. Oh, well, hey, you know, anybody can coach LeBron and Bosch and all that, right? You know, stupidity. Right? Anybody can coach. Yeah, but you still got to win. And he won. He won. And he figured out how to get LeBron to play with, you know, in the post more. He figured out how to make Bosch more of a three-point shooter. All of those kind of things. Now, you know, the first year he gets embarrassed by J.J. Barea. That's not Spoh's fault. That's LeBron that he has not grown up yet, you know? Like everybody knows that he came here to Miami to get his degree on winning and he learned how to win here. Obviously, we all know that 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 Celtics um, Eastern Conference game was that was the watershed moment for LeBron James. But Spo is just makes everything better than what it really is. And it's dangerous for a front office, obviously. <laughs> Because you end up falling in love with players that really aren't as good as you think they are. And then you give them a contract and you're kind of stuck there. But I, I just saw that yesterday, uh, last uh, this morning with uh, with Popovich. And I was like, this never happens with this guy. This guy makes the best out of whatever the hell you give him. You give him a bunch of scrubs and he finds a way to almost get into the playoffs. And you're like, what the hell is this? How in the hell did you go 31 and 10 with a bunch of scrubs? 31 and 10 with a bunch of scrubs. That's that's a magician at work. I'm just saying. So for you Heat fans out there, appreciate the hell out of Eric Spolstra, man. I gotta tell you. Uh, by the way, uh, Wings for Wishes and our friends at Sports Grill are uh, getting together to uh, put together a, a terrific event uh, this weekend. 
and uh, we're going to tell you a little bit more about it because it is uh, it is a pretty awesome event where um, you you actually will have an opportunity to take place in Wings for Wishes. It's March 4th, and it'll be behind the Sports Grill in South Miami. Go to wingsforwishesmiami.com, and it is a unique South Florida event combining the love of delicious chicken wings with the desire to grant children's wishes through a Make-A-Wish South Florida. Our ninth annual Wings for Wishes will take place Saturday, March 4th. Family-friendly block party approach will feature the now-famous amateur wing-eating competition. The renowned chicken wing tasting and returning will be the crown favorite, the Major League Eating Professional Wing-Eating Competition. Guests will enjoy savory food stations, featuring delicious recipes from some of South Florida's favorite restaurants, along with a wide range of refreshing beverages and mouthwatering des uh, desserts and live music, fun, fun activities for the family, an awards presentation, and over 2,000 enthusiastic attendees for the perfect recipe for another sensational Wings for Wishes. Now, if uh, you use our code Big O, the first 30 listeners who want to purchase tickets, you'll get 20% off. This is a great event. You're going to go out there, taste all kinds of great food, uh, and drink some, you know, terrific uh, uh, brews out there, different liquors. If you want, uh, also, by the way, uh, all you got to do is go to wingsforwishesmiami.com. Use our code Big O so you can get 20% off. This is a great way to enjoy your weekend, man. And uh, in nearly the 40-year history, they've granted more than 13,000 wishes. So you're also, you know, coming through in a big time way for kids out there. Noah, nine year old who's battling a uh, neuromuscular disorder, received an all terrain uh, wheelchair. These are the things that you're doing by going to these events and supporting. Plus, you're going to have a great time on top of all of that. So there's a lot of things going on. Great job by the people at Sports Grill and the uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation, man. So Wings for Wishes. And again, go to wingsforwishesmiami.com. Use our code BIGO so you can get 20% off. All right. Manny Navarro, by the way, is set to join us at 1030. Uh, Alan Pupar from Indianapolis. Things haven't started yet, so relax. But he'll join us at 1130. We got uh, some stuff to talk about. And um, tomorrow we will have a special Miami Dolphins guest with us. Okay, so I just uh, I don't know should should I should I tell them who it is, Sean, or should I keep it? You know, should I just say tune in tomorrow and you will hear a a Dolphins player? How how, how do you think I should handle that? Maybe you should give out hints. Hints. Okay, twelve thirty tomorrow. All right. I don't know. It's somebody that throws a football. I don't know. Anyway. So, uh, all right. Uh, Big O, do you believe in the salary cap? Where can it be manipulated to create? Yes, of course. I believe in the salary cap. And, uh, of course, you can manipulate it. Uh, you can push the money back. Eventually, you'll have to pay the Pied Piper. Uh, you will have to, you know, you will have to have a, a dead cap years where you're going to have less space to buy players. Uh, it'll happen, but you can push it back, you know, to, for to a certain extent, 
and then eventually, like Miami did its first year after they got rid of Tannenbaum and all that, and they cleared out all that cap space, and they took all kinds of cap hits, and, you know, your team was was lacking all kinds of talent. And so that, you know, obviously is a problem. And so, you know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. You can you can play with it. You can manipulate it, but eventually you will have to pay the price. It's gonna you know the Rams are going through it now. Uh, the the Saints have gone through it the last couple of years, and they have limitations. I think they're gonna go through another brutal cap year also, where they have less money to buy players. Um, it is it is a reality. You know, you can build a team and you can get away with it for a couple of years, but eventually you will have to, you know, pay the piper. So, yes, it's not like a fantasy thing that it doesn't exist and you could just keep pushing money back and it'll never affect you. No, it's going to affect you because it'll build up and eventually you're, you're going to have it's going to come to a head. And there'll be a year where you have 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 million of dead cap money. And that's 15, 40, 50 million that you're not going to be able to pay players. So if your cap is 215 and you're missing, you know, 40, 40 million, now you're going to have to deal with it. And you're going to have to, you know, do, do it with 175 while everybody else is doing it with 215. That's the way it goes. But can you get away for this is why we talk about the whole thing about the fifth year option for Tua and push it. Do you do you give it to him? Do you not give it to him? Do you just wait? But you're buying yourself time. Even if you do the fifth year option and then you extend them after that, you're buying yourself time because eventually you're going to have you're going to have to pay him. You know, if he if he can stay healthy, if he can go over the, get over that hump, of course. But if he gets over that hump and all of a sudden you got to pay him 40, 50 million dollars, you can't avoid that. That's the going rate for for a franchise quarterback. And then that's going to take up the cap space. And you're, you're going to watch it now with the Bills. The Bills have the GM's already kind of been prepping his fan base like, hey, listen, you know, we can't be as active this year. We're not going to be able to, you know, because Josh A window of opportunity to really take advantage of it just passed. Now they've got to overcome that with the salaries. So it becomes a bigger problem for them and anybody else. And then these are the moments where now you have to have exceptional drafts because you have to hit on these cheap players for their first four and five years. It's imperative that you hit on your draft picks, especially if you're a cap strap team. So yeah, can it be manipulated? Hell yeah but for only a certain amount of time. And then eventually the crap will hit the fan. So, yeah. Players are going to cancel you, Big O. Um, uh, Wayne D. Experience, my brother, I don't give a shit about your canceling bullshit. I don't care about you getting happy or sad. I don't care if you don't like my opinion. You know, I'm the guy that doesn't give a fuck. That's the, I, I don't think you've understood that yet. You probably haven't watched this show long enough. I don't worry about that shit. 
I say what is on my mind and I move on. I don't worry about your butt hurt self. So yeah, we're going to bring on a guest tomorrow. Okay. Who it is. I don't know, but I didn't mislead you. That's all I can tell you. All right. That's it. You make up your mind, whoever you think is going to be on or not on. And if you're happy or you're not happy, you can kiss my ass. It's pretty simple. That's all. I'm not the guy that worries about it. Too many people that do this business, they worry about what other people are thinking. I don't. I don't care. There's a reason why I've lasted over 30 years. Because the people that watch this show or listen or download, what they love about our show is that we're brutally honest. That's what they love about the show that we don't dance around any of the subjects. And for me, <laughs> I've never get I don't give a crap what my program director thinks. Okay? That's all. I'm not worried about what teams think. Right? I'm the guy in the middle of the NFL draft at Dolphin Stadium with all the Dolphins officials there. Okay, and I got all the Dolphin homers next to me broadcasting, right? And they draft, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, damn it, what's his name? The uh, the little cornerback um, that can tackle, and he's a good player, man. Um, uh, my grandma, what's his name? Um, what's the name of the grandma kid, bro? Um. Sorry, Vontae Davis. You know who's talking about? I got to call my grandma. Is it Vontae Davis? Yeah, yes. And they draft him, and the second they draft him, they turn to me and they say, what do you think? And I say, he can play, but he's got maturity issues. And everybody lost it. Everybody lost it. I got the homers on the on the panel. Oh, this, that. I got 2,000 Dolphin fans in front of me. I got the Dolphin officials right there they're all the general manager owner all that crap they're all there and they're all and i'm the asshole in the building but i'm the guy that knew that Vontae davis was telling his coaches in illinois i play for sundays not for saturdays i'm the guy that knew that his brother gave him fifty thousand dollars at the beginning of his year so he can go party and have some fun but i'm the guy that knew that because i did my homework and then years later, everybody finds out, wow, Vontae Davis did have maturity issues. Yeah, he had alcoholic issues. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's what O was talking about. He's not being a hater. He's just being a reporter at that moment, giving you some insight, not giving up what you think, not worried about the 2,000 fans that think I was a hater. No, I'm not a hater. I'm calling it like it is. So Wayne D experience, I don't care, bro. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not worried about hurting your feelings. If your feelings are hurt on this show, you know, I'm sorry. Too bad, so sad, as they say. That's how it goes. I'm not worried about hurt feelings. Neither is Manny Navarro. And that's where we get to our Canes wear, Miami Hurricanes report.
If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to, and that's Caneswear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie, and open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. The viewpoint, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media group, Inc. ownership, management, sponsors, or website. Time for Canes fans to get what they want. Information, insight, and perspective. It's the Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes Report with Manny Navarro. Exclusively on a Big O Radio Show. Here's Big O and insider Manny Navarro. Ride a ride. There he is. How you feeling, my man, on a, a beautiful Tuesday? Feeling great, oh. How are you? Good, man. Good. Uh, walk us through, educate us on this whole thing with the NCAA and the probation. Um, how does it affect the program? Well, I mean, listen, we're, we're in a new era, right, because of NIL. And I think, you know, the NCAA is uh, – trying to flex its muscle a little bit in the NIA world. And naturally they picked on John Ruiz because uh, he's the most outspoken when it comes to it, right? He celebrated the uh, Nigel Pack deal. He, he celebrated the uh, Cavender twins and others. So I think in a lot of ways, the NCAA uh, probably put a target on his back. Hey, we got to, we got to punish Miami in some way, shape, or form. It's Miami anyway, so right, got to right. But, but let's get this brash booster, right? Who's who's forking over tens of millions of dollars to uh, to help Miami and make an example of them. And uh, the reality is, I don't know what this honestly means because I don't know how much teeth the NCAA really has in the long run. Um, first of all. Before any of these new this this happened, this dinner with the Cavender twins happened before there were any NCAA rules in place for NIL. So that's part of the reason why they went easy on Miami. Because really, what what, what are they going to enforce? There were no rules to enforce, other than attempting to uh, say that he he helped coerce them into coming to Miami with NIL deals. Um, so you could say they're on probation. That we're watching you. I mean, that's basically what probation is, right? We're watching you. You screw up again. And we're going to hit you with something. But the reality is, I don't know what penalties the NCAA is really ever going to be able to hand down. Because the moment somebody like John Ruiz or somebody else decides to take them to court, Supreme Court's on the side of the players. You want They want them to make money. And so how do you sort of prove inducement um, when it comes to recruiting? And that's really the fundamental issue here with all this. So to break it all down for, for you, oh, and explain the whole thing, I think it's much ado about nothing. Uh, other than the fact that this is the first time the NCAA has tried to pass down legislation. In the end, it's chump change to to charge Miami. And, and Katie Myers served her three-game suspension. People serve suspensions all the time. Coaches serve suspensions. Uh, it's kind of like a slap on the wrist. And I don't know where we go from here because I don't know that the NCAA is ready to fight kind of wars it needs to fight against NL. All right, we got uh, spring football coming up. Uh, not that I think this is any kind of uh, determination of what kind of team you're going to be or anything like that. Uh, but what are we looking for in, in spring football? Well, obviously, you have the new systems that are being put in place. For
get to know these players. You know, you have a lot of turnover on the coaching staff. Uh, you know, you, you need to hire a receivers coach still. That hasn't been finalized. Uh, you need to get uh, potentially another defensive assistant, whether Mario decides to make that a guy like Jason Taylor as defensive line coach or uh, or he hires uh, DVD to, to work in the secondary. Um, you know, there, there's a chance Joe Salavea, who, who's uh, Miami's defensive line coach at the moment. I know you interviewed for a job last week with the NFL, with the Lions, didn't get it. He could potentially be leaving still at some point. Uh, so you have a lot of turnover in different coaching positions. So there's a, there's a lot going on, man. Uh, you know, and, and the roster turnover, you got 23 new guys on, on the field here for spring football, eight transfers, 15 high school recruits. You have guys coming off surgery, uh, you know, and, and, and are being held out after after getting banged up during the football season. So there's a lot to watch. Uh, I put together the, uh, the five storylines for The Athletic today, kind of the five things I'll be watching. As far as the football is concerned, I think wide receiver – cornerback those are the two areas where you look at and you say okay Miami needs people to step up in those places big time and uh, I think ultimately you know from a football perspective looking for individuals who shines etc that's what I'll be looking for when the spring game comes along names are you looking for a wide receiver yeah I think Colby Young you know he uh he's a guy who came on strong at the the midway point of last season uh you know Mm -hmm. big physical receiver Uh, I know you I know he was clocked running uh, over 21 miles an hour. He was just as fast as Jacoby George and uh, Brashard Smith and some of the other receivers Miami has. But can he be a consistent downfield threat? Can he be somebody that Tyler Van Dyke, when he's protected, uh, can throw the football to down the field and, and help stretch defenses out? That was a major problem for Miami last year. They, they didn't have many very explosive plays. It was They needed long, time-consuming drives to get into the end zone. Um, they weren't very good at running the football. This is supposed to open up the offense, and and but if if Tyler Van Dyke doesn't have guys he can throw the ball to, that's a concern. And let's not forget, Will Mallory is gone. He was your leading receiver. He was your tight end. You got to replace that guy as well. Elijah Royal has to prove he can stay healthy. You have Jaleel Skinner coming back for his second year. They've got talent at those positions, though. But you need guys to step up and show you that they can actually make the plays consistently and be counted on. And so. I think receiver and cornerback, those are the two big ones. You have to replace both starting cornerbacks as well. So uh, do they have a true number one corner? I don't know. I, I don't think oh, yeah. so. None of, none of us even know. Yeah, we, they yeah. Don't even, we don't even know if they have a number one wide receiver. Right, All right. I mean, I would think that Colby Young is positioned to be that guy. But right, but he hasn't uh, proven that. Yeah, right. He's got to prove it yeah. consistently. And, and uh, so a lot, a lot to sort of prove at those two spots, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I'm w- I'm with you there. And here's the other thing that I, you got to look for. Okay, new offense. Okay, how do you handle Ky- Tyler Van Dyke now? Yeah, uh, it, it, does he play? Does he? Pl- did you figure out how he needs to play? So you can. So if you're gonna bring him back, you're gonna ask him to come back. Well, then make sure you put him in a position to be successful and. I think that that's one thing I would like to see this, you know, in 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 this spring practice that at least to me, not a lot of things matter that much in the big picture. Yeah. But you'd like to see a quarterback that at least is comfortable in the system that you're installing. Right. And I think he will be. I mean, Tyler really thrived, uh, you know, being in, in the spread offense uh, when he had Charleston Rambo to throw the ball to downfield, when he had a guy like Mike Harley, who was pretty consistent throughout career his career and finished as Miami's all-time receptions leader before he left. You know, you just you, you need guys to be healthy. Xavier Restrepo, you know, losing him last season. You, you want to see him have that chemistry with Tyler Van Dyke. They were supposed to be 
a big time pairing. They hardly played together because both of them were banged up throughout the year. So to me, all of that uh, are, are signs that when you come out of spring football, you want to feel better about those things. I agree with you. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. It's um, all right. You talked about the coaching hires. So that's still going on. But is it a is it a productive thing for Mario not to have them already filled with football activities already going on like the spring like the spring game? Well, I mean, ideally, you would love to have uh, everything squared away. But as I told you many times before, oh, I mean, the, the NFL, right, those openings happen uh, after the season. Guys end up switching jobs. And, and so, you know, it happened to the Florida Gators. They lost their defensive coordinator, what, two weeks ago? Um, pe- people are switching jobs. You know, the calendar is kind of messed up in the sense that it's not on the same page. You know, the, the, the hurricane season ended, what, in November? Uh, they never played in a bowl game. It feels like it's been an eternity, but the reality is the NFL season just ended a couple weeks ago, and you know people are still shuffling around. You saw Eric Bieniemy obviously went to the Washington uh, Commanders, so you know big time people are still switching positions, and that affects. There's a domino effect with it all. So I think ideally you would love to have it, but as I mentioned to you before, you know Mario Cristobal really didn't finalize his coaching staff until the first day of fall practice last year. We didn't know if he was going to be making a, a switch with his tight ends coach. Stephen Field ends up getting a contract. I think literally the, the first day of practice. Uh, so I mean I think things can go up all the way until the start of fall practice. Um, you know the springtime it's still a major time of transition, especially now with the transfer window um, you know being open after spring football. You're going to see a player movement. You're going to see guys leave. You're going to see Miami look to add guys. So I, I feel like what we're used to as far as the calendar, you know, going into spring football and saying, okay, this is our team. This is, these are our coaches. It, it's one of those things that remains fluid. And it's just something I think as fans, you have to get accustomed to now that, you know, you, you're really not set until probably that first week of fall practice. Where does Jason Taylor stand? And what have you heard behind the scenes? Have you heard anything behind the scenes on his coaching? Because, I'm wondering, you have an opportunity there. He has an opportunity to be promoted. There's a, a former Hall of Famer. There's a current Hall of Famer, I'm sorry. A guy had some success coaching at the high school level. Definitely can help you out of recruiting. What's the deal with Jason Taylor, and how come he hasn't moved up already? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's an interesting situation with JT. I think part of him being involved uh, with the with the Hurricanes and, and and doing sort of the college schedule last year, he, you know, he just got married, had another child. I think from from a schedule standpoint, being a defensive analyst was was family friendly. You know, it, it's kind of like you can still uh, go home and you don't have to be out on the trail recruiting. You don't have to be away from your family. Um, okay. That's the challenge for a lot of these guys, you know, um, and and whether or not. Uh, you, you really want how deeply involved do you want to be Mario, you know, let's face it. He's a slave driver when, when it comes to recruiting and everything else, yeah, uh, no, there are a lot of, you know, a lot of guys. That, and, and I would say this with Jason Taylor too. I think NFL teams, you know, that's a consideration as well, right? NFL teams could probably put him in. You don't have to go recruiting when you go work in the NFL. Right. right. Uh, so, and I think he's an asset uh, in that regard as well. So it's just a matter of, you know, can you make the money? Can you make the, the schedule? Can you make everything fit around a guy like Jason Taylor to take on a college job? And, and how bad does he really want it? Does he really need to? Right. I mean, he's an NFL Hall of Famer. 
Uh, this would have to be a passion project for him more than anything else. The same way it is for guys like Patrick Sertan, right, who, who coached high schools for many years and, and joined Florida State staff. Once, you, once you're a professional and you make a lot of money and you're a Hall of Famer or a Pro Bowl or whatever, it's like it really comes down to how much do you really want to do it. Uh, you, you you remember this movie called Johnny Be Good from yes. uh, Michael Hall back in the day <laughs> that he was a, a star quarterback and and he's making the tour and going all around and all that. And I think you know where I'm going. So are we following the Johnny B. Good of modern day and Prentice Nolan now? Is that is that is that what we got to do now? <laughs> he'll be uh, he'll be all over the uh, the country, oh, uh, visiting different different college programs. He's definitely somebody that I think is very high up uh, Miami's list as far as quarterbacks and who they want. Uh, you know, I know he was at the Under Armour Combine last weekend in Atlanta. Grace Rainer, who covers uh, Clemson recruiting for us, was was there at the event. And I heard really really well. Uh, you know, I had uh, the feature story on him and in the athletics. Sleep, did he sleep with the dean's wife on the fifty-yard line, like Johnny? <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think he needs to. I'm sure he's probably got plenty of uh, of 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 people interested in him at the high school level. I mean, he's people his age, but uh, you know, Prentice is. Uh, listen, man, he he's a really good player, and, and I and I would love for uh, Miami to to end up getting a commitment from him. I think he'd be. Uh, the kind of uh, talent in today's game, running a spread offense, being a, a diverse dual threat kind of quarterback, a, a guy who I think a lot of players uh, like playing with. Um, and, and you know, those are the kind of guys you need uh, if you're going to take Miami to the next level. So you, you believe he's the guy? Well, I think he's one of the guys. I mean, they, look, in, in today's game, you've got to recruit all the way up until signing day. Right? right, you could have a guy committed, and then Deion Sanders comes in. It's not, nah, bro, coming with me. That happened. Have Deion hasn't called him. I asked him. I said, "Has Deion called you?" He said, "No." But he could be watching this show right. Deion could be watching this show right now and getting tipped off, and uh, you know. Oh no, Deion definitely watches this show. He tells <laughs> me that all the time. Yeah. He loves this show. He's got his toe dipped into this show. <laughs> yeah, his toe. <laughs> yeah, the ones that are left. The ones but that anyway, are left. Yeah, the ones that are left. He's got them dipped into the show. All right. So, all right. So, how how long's this tour going on? So, we we what are we we're waiting to what like December or something? When does he make no, his decision? No, I think I think you know. Look, he's going to take um, all these unofficial. This is unofficial visit season. Right. Like all of these kids, they get in the, they get in the van, they start driving around the colleges for several weeks in between seven on seven games or with their seven on seven teams. Like last year when I was with the South Florida Express, I went out to USC and UCLA and did the tour. I got to experience what it's like. I mean, you basically get free food and you hang out and you meet the coaches and talk to them for, you know, six, seven right. hours. So every one of these kids is going to do that. Miami will have their big junior day on March 4th. Uh, Prentice will be at Miami on the 23rd. He'll get his tour then. Uh, you know, meeting meeting the new offensive coordinator in terms of in person and being on campus, etc. So uh, all that will happen then. And uh, look, it, it, he'll, he'll be everywhere. And, and there won't be a decision, I think, until after. He'd like to do it before his first game is, as a senior. So probably August is my guess at the earliest. But even then, he could wait to announce it later in the year because he wants to go visit schools during the season to see what it's like the on campus, right? How many fans are in the stands? 
Uh, Miami. Oh, no, 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 don't do that. No, 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 Francis, no. 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 Don't you, measure us that way, please. Exactly. <coughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, what what do you got work? What are you working on in the athletics so folks can check you out, my man? Well, I did put out the uh, five storylines to watch here for the start of spring football for Miami uh, earlier today. I have some uh, recruiting projects I'm working on. You know, people ask me all the time. They want a, a sort of uh, geographic breakdown. Where, where does this school get their players? Where does that school get their players? Why do they have success there, et cetera? So I'm working on a, a sort of a long-term project here. Stuff will, stuff will go out in the middle of March, doing a lot of research and stuff on that, on, uh, on where players come from. And uh, th- there's plenty more stories, man. I got features. I've, I've interviewed so many guys. Cole Heinrich, I just met. He's a uh, he's an unranked uh, tight end out of Cardinal Gibbons, 6'4", 230 pounds. I watched him play this this uh, past weekend in, uh, in a 7-on-7 seven seven here up in Pompano Beach. Really good player. Um, I-, I watched Chris Ewald. He's a 2025 uh, cornerback who, who covers uh, the two stud receivers at Hollywood Chaminade. He's their teammate. He's already committed to Michigan. I'm getting to get to know kind of like what you do when you go to, uh, you know, senior bowl and watch all these guys. I get a chance to do this offseason stuff where I'm watching these guys and and talking to them one on one so much better than during in season, you know, and and, uh, to me, you really get to to know these guys a little bit. So it's just I'll have plenty of stories on recruiting and, and the Canes and everything else. And again. Spring football starts uh, Saturday this weekend. Thursday, I'll be in uh, Bradenton IMG Academy. They have their uh, combine. Sunday, I'll be in Orlando for an Under Armour camp. So I'll be all over the place. So I'm, it's, a, it's a busy season. I finally get a vacation week. I think it's March 20 to the 24th. I'll be in, in Universal Studios with my family for a week. But outside of that, man, I'll be busy. He's like Sagua Fair. He's everywhere. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro and catch his work there at The Athletic. Better yet, subscribe like I do and many others. Manny, as always, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you, as always. Anytime. I'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. There you go. Manny Navarro. Canes were at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Remember, they got anything and everything with a Canes logo on it. And you can order, if you're out of town, you can go to caneswear.com. You order over $99, you will get free shipping, and it'll you will easily go over $99 because the place is addictive. You're just going to find, oh, I like this, I like this, I like this, I like this, I like this. Love that place. Enter Miami gear. They've got Miami Heat gear, Miami Dolphins, the Marlins, Panthers, and then, of course, anything and everything pretty much with a Canes logo. Go see Brett, Jeff, all the great people out there. 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Go to caneswear.com. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to, and that's Canesware at Miami Fanware in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie and open 24-7 online at Canesware.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Canesware, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Speaking of the Canes, let's get into a little Canes, well, former Kane in the news, and that's Michael Irvin. And remember, he's got that lawsuit against Marriott. Uh, but um, Irving, by the way, filed a complaint about 18 uh, days ago, over $100 million, and they just won in court to release the video right 
But now Marriott is pulling some kind of cheesy little move. Marriott, by the way, is trying to dismiss it by saying they argue that it doesn't that they don't own the Phoenix Hotel at which Irving was engaged in some type of alleged wrongdoing, prompting a complaint to the NFL Network and in turn Irving's removal from Super Bowl week programming. Instead, Marriott says it only leases its brand to the owner of the property. Now, the hotel is a Marriott location, so it's hard to imagine Marriott avoiding responsibility based on the technical legal relationship between the corporation and the actual owner operator of the hotel, especially if the hotel identifies itself as a Marriott property. And we're all getting Marriott miles if we stay there. So it is all on Marriott. Now, the paperwork filed by Marriott sheds light that for the first time on specific allegations made against Irvin, uh, Marriott claims that Irving made harassing and inappropriate comments. Now, that's a far cry from the vague notion that he engaged in some sort of offensive physical touching or contact, and it will likely make the surveillance video far less relevant since it won't include the audio. You see what they're trying to do now? Because he probably didn't do anything really bad. Right. And now they all oh, know we're not part of it. It's not our hotel. Oh, wait a minute. We're not saying that he did anything physical. And so now with no audio, you're not going to be even able to tell. So, you know, you know what it makes me feel like? It makes me feel like Limp Biscuit. It's all about the he said, she said bullshit. Yeah, that's what's going on. I think you better quit talking that shit. That's what's going on. So now that's what we're going to get. It's all about the he said, she said bullshit. Come on, man. I mean, you, you can't play with somebody's career like that. There's too much wishy-washy crap going on on the Marriott side. That's that's not fair, man. That's not fair. And and I got to tell you, I I I don't know, but I I'm I'm hoping now that um that Irving somehow is able to win this lawsuit and and get a hundred million from from Marriott because this this smells like complete stank is what it smells like. It just doesn't come off like he did anything comes off like somebody's trying to money grab is what it sounds like okay uh steve rupert says good morning big o from uh den herder land where we just got over a blizzard which thankfully wasn't much have a safe fun trip thank you steve i appreciate you my man and he says he smashed the like button i love it Smash that like button, hit the subscribe button. It's very, very important. You do that, ladies and gentlemen. Very important. Uh, Big O, you give Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract, or would you trade or or would you trade him? John, have you listened to this show at all? Clearly, you don't listen to the show. Uh, let's see what else. Big O, I'm on your side. I was making fun of them. Ah, okay, Wendy. I got you. Um, but you know, I won't care. Um, 
my guest for your Dolphins guest tomorrow is Darth Cater. Hmm. He throws a football? Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. According to Spotrack, Miami is $15 million in the red. Do they wait until June 1st? No, they'll be making moves before that, Cruz. Way before that, dude. They'll be making all kinds of moves, and they'll they'll remember you're once you start getting rid of players and cutting, you know, um, what's it called, redoing deals and all that. They'll move that money around quickly, and they'll get way under quickly. I'm not worried about that. Uh, that is at this point. If this was years three and four of doing this, then I would tell you, oh man, they're in pro- they're in trouble. But this is actually really kind of the first year that you really got to start doing this that you were over the cap and all that they'll be fine i'm not worried about it i'm not worried at all i i'm more worried about you know hey let's make the right moves let's get the right players that kind of stuff that's what i'm excited about with this offseason so anyway um big oh these people are funny with this lamar crap yeah yeah it is it is humorous. Uh, can I give you can I give you something to be prepared for if you're a Miami Dolphins fan? Are you are you ready? Because the Miami Dolphins fan has to deal with, you know, some BS all the time. And now with Tua, we gotta deal with more BS, right? And here's the here's the best part about the whole Tua mess that we're going it's not the best part but it's just kind of entertaining from these idiots because look you have your people that they did not believe in Tua and so now they're wrong dead wrong about him being you know they don't say he can't play anymore now that that uh, at this point if you say that you sound really stupid but they now pick on the injury stuff which okay it's legitimate you you know that's been a, a, an issue with them forever and that's fine but they're only on that one now because they were wrong about everything else, right? But anything and everything that's going to come out about Tua, it's only to spin it, okay? And this is what I mean. If you give him a a long-term contract right now, people would lose their shit. If you give him the fifth, if you pick up the fifth-year option, people are going to lose their shit. Now, if they don't give him that fifth-year option, normally those people that are going to be flipping out because they're anti-Tua people, they're going to say, they normally would say, ah, you see, they don't believe in him either. I told you. So it doesn't matter what they do, right? If you sign Teddy Bridgewater, well, no, he's going to take Tua's job. If Skylar Thompson completes four passes in a practice in training camp, he's the number one guy. He's already better than Tua. So it doesn't matter what it is. The anti-Tua person is going to twist it in the way that they want. You know what I mean? This is kind of the way it is because they're kind of stuck in that corner now. They put themselves in that corner that he can't play. Now they're wrong, and so now they got to lean on the injury. And so then they also got to lean on, oh, no, let's go trade for 
Lamar Jackson. Stupid shit like that comes up. Those are the same idiots that said Teddy Bridgewater would take his job. The same idiots that thought Skylar Thompson was the number one guy. Skylar's a terrific young quarterback, but he's raw. He's got to learn. He's not the number one guy. He's not better than Tua. That's unfair to Skylar. Obviously unfair to Tua, but everything is unfair to Tua from the from this group of individuals. It's it, so prepare yourself. It doesn't matter what decision they make on Tua. Long-term contract right now, fifth-year option, or not picking it up. The haters are going to hate no matter what. They're going to spin it. However, we know that Tua and, and Skyler are coming back next year. Guaranteed, right? Skyler did more than enough, especially in the playoff game, to kind of, okay, let's, you know, we, we, we got something to build on here, right? And he looked like he had something to build on. He was saying, you should have three quarterbacks. But whoever that veteran quarterback is that they bring in at number two, doesn't matter who it is. You know, I had somebody reach out to me. Oh, this this uh, analyst, I forgot who it was, says Car that Dolphins should go after Carson Wentz. And, this, and I just answered back like, you know, this is just the crap that's, you know, to fill the offseason. You've got an offseason. You've got 24 hours. You got to fill time on the air. You got to fill time on your or space on your website, blogs, whatever. You got to write any crap you can. It is what it is. So it doesn't even matter who they sign as a backup. You're going to have those people tell you that the backup is going to take to his job. It's it really is amazing to me how the 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 dislike or or disbelief or whatever it is you have for this young man and the extremes that you will go to to try to you know prove yourself right and hope that he fails or whatever it is but it's just kind of funny to me that so many are are talking about that where for a group of individuals it doesn't matter what the decision is going to be they're going to find a way to hate on the decision you know what i'm saying so just kind of funny anyway let's get ready for our number two of the program uh and we will have alan poopart in this hour at 11 30 he's going to join us we'll talk all things dolphins a little nfl with him he's already in the combine i'll be there myself tonight and get ready to uh, rock and roll tomorrow uh, let's uh, take a break. Get ready for hour number two right here on the Big O Radio Show.